Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you wondering if you're staying in your relationship for the right reasons? Maybe you've been waffling back and forth wondering if this relationship is healthy. How do you know if you're staying because it's truly right for you or if you're in your relationship for the wrong reasons and it's time to move on? Today, I'm going to talk about the big mistake most people make when they're trying to decide whether to stay or go and my three-step process for figuring out the right answers for your relationship. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. It's so nice to have you here. It is a beautiful day in Northern California. Uh, Shockingly, (laughs) it's always a little chilly here. And again, this gotten a lot of questions. I feel like I've been answering this question in different ways lately. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions from people writing in. So I, you know, and when I think I've answered something, but I still get the questions and I'll you know, send the episode saying, hey, did you listen to these? And they're like, yeah, but I have something. It's a little different. Um, I figure more people likely have that question too. And this is a little different than what I've answered before. I have, you know, is your relationship worth saving? Uh, Again, come on over to the website. You can find that. I have a YouTube video actually on that. Also, if you go to, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, hello. Um, 
So if you're on the platform, it'll be easy, but there's a, you know, again, always do a search on my website, on YouTube, is your relationship worth saving? So I've done that. I did something a little while ago about how do you know if you're in love? You know, so we've answered this in some different ways, but today I'm definitely bringing you something a little different. Um, Another way of looking at this, I have a great handout that you can download to help you decide Um, which I'll link to. Again, you can come over to the website. You can find it on the podcast page. You could also find it on the Relationship Tips and Tools page. And if you haven't yet, if you're watching me on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you're listening to me, please rate, leave a review. These are the ways to show your love. I thank you. Oh my gosh, the emails I've gotten recently have been making my day really beautiful. Thank you when you write in and let me know that this has helped you. And it, it's, you know, yeah, I say it for us. Say it again. This is just something I've been doing now for a while and it brings me a lot of joy. And part of that is because of the relationship we have. That's the joy I have. It, it, it's, um, it really, I hope everyone listening finds something like this that they can do in the world that feels real good. And it doesn't have to be that you're reaching millions. It's, you know, however that is, it feels good. And actually, funnily enough, now that I'm saying that, I'm going to be talking about that later as we, in one of my tips. So let's get to it. So let's start. Okay. I have to start with saying first about this right, wrong thing. People get very into this. Is it right to stay? Is it wrong to leave? Is it right to stay even if it's not so healthy or not? You know, what's right, what's wrong? We definitely, Americans, I think especially, although I have this with my Australian and UK clients also, (laughs) Um, but I really find Americans get very black and white with things more than other cultures. You can write in and tell me if I'm so wrong about that, but it just seems that way to me. And maybe again, that's because I'm dealing mostly with Americans. Um, but there's really this very strong, like there's a right way to wrong way, Abby, and that's it. And there's not. So I'm going to say that first, let me, (laughs) there's no one right answer to, you know, are you staying for the right reasons? It's not, I know it's comforting to think there is, And that, you know, you can break everything down to the sum of its parts and then you make a decision, but, but that's not how, that's not how it works. That's not how anything works. Really. I, I don't believe, you know, you're here listening to what I believe. So you could have something different, but no matter what else, if you stay in a relationship, it has to be healthy for you. And let me tell you this, even if you're staying for the quote unquote wrong reasons, which we'll talk about, you can still work on making it as healthy as possible for you. And so we're all, what do I always say? We're all doing the best of the tools we have. And, you know, as we grow and change, our tools change and what we're better at changes. And this is part of why I do the podcast so that you can have new tools, new ways to look at things, new mindset. So uh, again, don't get into, oh, it was wrong the way I was doing it and now it's right or anything else. That's just, that's not kind to yourself. And I don't like it. So I said, throw it away. So, and I do, you know, even myself, I use the terms right and wrong, but just because I think it's so much part of the vernacular, but what, but what I'm really meaning, so I want to talk about that is healthy or unhealthy. That's what we're talking about. And what I mean by a healthy relationship. So what is a health, what the heck is a healthy relationship, Abby? I do. I mean, we all, we all know, come on, you know, it's basically that you're feeling safe. You feel secure. You feel cherished. You feel respected. It's whatever your things are. You feel like a whole 
really what I think it comes down to, because different people want different things in a relationship for it to be healthy for them. But I will say that you feel like a whole person in your relationship. That to me, no matter what else, you need to feel like a whole person. You don't rely on your partner to make you happy. It's not their job. You know, your self-esteem is intact. You don't, and you don't live. This is really healthy relationship. You don't live with fear-based feelings on a daily basis. Again, I'm going to get deep into these today, but you understand that the power to feel good in the world rests solely in your own hands. That's what you get. That's a healthy relationship. When I talk about an unhealthy relationship, I'm talking about relationship where there's, of course, you know the things, obviously any kind of abuse, physical, sexual, emotional, any kind of abuse, clearly unhealthy, right? This is not good. Uh, but let's get real. There's other stuff too. There's neglect. There's codependency. Um, there's where you're looking to the other person for all your emotional needs, kind of the codependency stuff. When you're in an unhealthy relationship, the way you know is because you're living most of your time in some fear-based feeling. There's, there's, you know, most of the time you're in resentment, you're angry, you're hopeless, you're helpless, you're worried, you're anxious. Maybe you're even depressed a lot when you think about the relationship. So, so I'm going to say this first. I'm going to say this first. I need you to go easy on yourself in this process. If you're listening right now, it's likely, well, maybe you're just someone who listens every week because you feel like you get little gold, even if the um, question doesn't feel like it is exactly for you. But a lot of you listening right now are really concerned about your relationship and you just don't know, and is this right? And all that. And I need you, I need you to feel the love for yourself that I feel for you. The the grace, the gentleness, the the ease, like, please, please, please. It, it's, it's not healthy and, or okay for you to be beating up yourself in this process or even rushed or impatient. It just, just bear with the process a little bit. I know how I always say, again, I always say a lot of things, don't I? <laughs> but you know how I just said, you know, people doing the best of the tools they have. You have to remember you've been doing the best with the tools you have. This isn't a time to beat up on yourself. You know, why have I stayed so long? What's wrong with me? Whatever. It, this is a time to acknowledge that you're here with me right now. Right now we're here. Hello. Hello. Love you. Kisses. <laughs> you're here with me right now because you want to get better. You want to be happier. And I can certainly help with that. I really can. But But you can't start on any path of, self-love, acceptance, you know, oh, I want to have a healthy relationship from self-loathing. It's not going to work. You can't start from regret and, and anger at yourself from self-flagellation. Like, it's just not going to work. So please, please, right now, even as you're listening, I want you to take a minute, even as you're listening, just take a minute and notice that your brain maybe is anxious. Oh, let her just get to the point, Abby. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know the things. Give me a three-step process. Just, just calm down. Take a minute. Take a breath. Just, we're going to get there. But that impatience, that shortage consciousness is part of what's hurting you. So let, let that go as much as you can. And okay, and let's get to it. So let me talk first about, remember I said there's a three-step process and there's a big mistake. Here's the big mistake. And it leads in to my three-step process because, you know, I'm fabulous like that. And I'm going to move my uh, mic a little bit. Okay. So... Okay, so let me talk about what not to do. Sorry, I'm gathering my thoughts. What, here's what's 
what not to do when you're working on yourself and your relationship. And this is the big mistake. What I see people doing when they're trying to decide something, really anything, whether the relationship is healthy or not, whether you know you should stay or go from a job, anything, I see this all the time, is that you create a pro and cons list, right? Here's the pros, here's the cons. The problem, there's a big problem with this, is that you can have, there's a few problems. One is that you can have 20 things in the pro column and, you know, two things in the con column, but those cons carry more weight. They matter more. They're, they're deal breakers. They're the big issues. So it doesn't matter that you had 20 things in the pro column because it, the two that are the cons, the things that are bad about whatever it is or unhealthy or whatever the word is, they they erase everything in the con, in the pros, you know? So you that's the big problem, one of the big problems. The, the other issue with making a pro and cons list is that you're trying to break down a love equation using your analytical brain. And that's not gonna work, my friend. It's not gonna work. You got two sides of your brain, you know, yes, they work together, okay? They work together. I'll, I'll link in the show notes too. I'll find a good article about left and right hemispheres and how they work and all that. But um, so they do, and they do work together, but we know that each hemisphere is sort of better equipped in different areas. You hear people say left brain, right brain, right? And your so-called, you know, the left brain is really better with things that are linear, methodical, you know, math, sorting out the facts, right? So, but when you make a pros and cons list, that, so that's the side of the brain you're using when you're making a pros and cons list. That's that, you know, analytical side. But remember that the facts you're so, you're so sure of are skewed. And I, I need to say that again. I've talked about this a lot. When you think of something as a fact in your head, they, that, it's not a fact. It's something that your brain is lying to you all the friggin' time. And I'm, I'm, I'll quickly just recap two things just to really drive this home. You're not looking at things in an objective way, the way you think you are. And that is because of two main things. One is that confirmation bias, which I've talked about before. And that's really how your, your subconscious will search for and favor information that supports something you already believe. And it'll ignore information that doesn't support what you already believe. So if you believe your partner doesn't appreciate you, you're going to see a lot of evidence supporting that. That's your confirmation bias. You will prove yourself right. That's what it does. When you're making a pros and cons list and using your left brain to discern the facts, you're literally writing down ways your brain is lying lying to you as you're writing all that down, right? Because of this confirmation bias. So you're like, well, I'm leaving I shouldn't, my relationship is unhealthy because my partner always puts me down. And number one, what's your definition of being put down? What does that mean? I, I, I've i talked about this a lot, the definitions we give things, and maybe they do, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to belittle your feelings at all or minimize them. I am saying that um, people have different definitions for things. I think I shared, I shared it recently in a podcast, but Uh, Gary and I have gotten into it sometimes, my man, because he'll suggest something to me and I don't want to do it. I I hear him. I hear what he's saying, but I don't, I don't want to do that suggestion. And so we'll talk about it a little, whatever. And then maybe the next time I'll ask him for something and he'll say something like, well, you don't listen to my suggestions. You know, you don't listen when I, when I say things. So I don't know why I bother. I'm like, so because I don't agree with what he suggests or I don't go do what he suggests, 
he sees that as I don't listen to him, right? You know, and we've had to, that took many, many years of different conversations to break that down. I want to tell you, it wasn't all that easy. But do you see what I'm saying? So you might see something as being um, dismissive or minimizing or whatever. But again, it's really, if you believe these things, maybe you grew up in a house with that and then you get you know, in a relationship and, and, you know, you're treating your husband like your father or your girlfriend, like your mom or whatever that without realizing it, this is that, again, that subconscious, that unconscious, that sort of pulls things. So you're sure you're seeing something, but you're really not. And I know, cause I've walked away from many a conversation with, cli- oh, this just happened with a client the other day, just happened where thank God I stopped her. And I said, what did you just hear me say? Cause she was reacting like I had attacked her. And I thought I'm missing something. Cause I adore this client and I don't attack people. And she said, well, da, da, da. you know, she heard what I said in a very, um, attacking way, a very critical way. And of course off the top of my head, I can't remember. I just remember the feelings that we were having and the talk. I don't remember the content, but you know, when we sat and talked, we really got to, you know, where that came from. And this is something again, that her, it was actually her older sister, not her mother, but her older sister is a lot older than her and kind of mothered her growing up. And I remind her of the older sister. And so there was a lot, there was some stuff there, which was great to work through. I mean, this is all, this is all, you know, as therapists love this stuff, but, um, but all to say that she obviously was doing this with lots of relationships where things kind of poked up, you know, bosses and things like that. And so you really have to be careful of what you are so sure is a fact and true. Your confirmation bias is leaning you towards seeing something. And I know it's hard to believe that you don't actually see things that are real because you're thinking, oh, no, I see this, this and this. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you just have to believe me here. You're wrong. I'm not saying you never see those things. I'm saying they probably aren't happening as much as you think, or they're not having it happening maybe in the bad way that you think, or you're ignoring the other things that are there. You're not, not ignoring because you're not doing it on purpose, but you just literally, they don't hit. And I know that's really hard to believe. You're like, I'm listening. I see my world, but you don't, but you don't. And then of course, what I always talk about, the other thing, like the confirmation bias isn't enough to screw us up. You've also got your reticular activating system or your RAS for short, which is also working against you. That's that network of neurons located in the brainstem, which acts like a filter between your conscious and your subconscious. So specifically, it takes takes instructions from your conscious mind and passes them on to your subconscious. And you're always doing it. You're always giving it instructions and things to think about or look about. And you just don't realize it. And that is why when you've been thinking about something or maybe a person and they suddenly call or something and you think, oh my God, I was just thinking about them. I can't believe they called. That's not really that. I mean, you're putting that energy out in the universe, but uh, there was probably something that you didn't even realize where their name came up or they, you know, they mentioned they were going to call you around this time or, or the example I always use the RES is if you've ever bought a new car and, you know, you, you just, you haven't even bought the car. Sorry, you're thinking of buying a new car and you see the car you want to get all over. You just see it everywhere. That's your RES. So, you know, when we get into that thinking that, oh, my partner's always judging me, my mom is always criticizing me. Again, the RES hears that as an instruction or order to look for those things, look for my mom criticizing me. And then you see it all the time. But again, the same with the confirmation bias, the really scary part of that is that the RES will filter out anything that doesn't match what you're consciously thinking. So when your partner is loving and kind or whatever, or they're being appreciative, you're not going to see it. Again, 
even though you find that hard to believe. It's the truth, or you will see a very small portion of it. And so that's why when you make a pros and cons list and you're writing down your facts about things, that's why they're not the facts because you have been, it's like, it's like someone wrote 10 words on a piece of paper and told you those were the only 10 words in the world. Uh, there's a lot more words, but you, you're just told, oh, this is it. This is the truth. This is all I'm going to believe. Uh, this is how a lot of stuff works, right? That in for good or evil, but it's how it works, where we are given something narrow and told that that's all there is. And then that's all we believe. Obviously, racism and bigotry and hatred are all based on the same thing. And so even though there's so much evidence to the contrary, people, right, can't see it. And that is how strong our confirmation bias and our IS are. So what you really want to do when you're thinking about your relationship is use, so that's all, again, left brain stuff. When you're thinking of all these facts, you really want to use the skills more of your right brain. Um, and your right brain is really where you've got more, you know, your intuition, your curiosity, your playfulness, your flexibility, feelings, all those things are sitting in your right brain. And when I tell you, oh, think about your relationship. And I said to you, well, be very analytical and linear or be creative, problem solve, uh, you know, be playful, be loving, think about your feelings about something. If I'm telling you those two things, which one are you going to choose? I mean, think about it. Of course, you would choose the the right brain. Some of you out there are going, oh, no, Abby, I would choose the left brain every time. And that is from fear. I say with love, I love you so much right now, but but that's crazy. I say with love. It's not crazy. I'm sorry. You're not crazy, but it's not healthy. If you're that afraid of your feelings and love and you're so afraid of being taken advantage of or whatever, you're like, oh, I got to think of the facts. I got to do, you know, that that's just your fear. And by the way, that makes that worse and worse when you're focused on your fear and you're trying to, again, make a pros and cons list or do whatever, you're going to be in a very scary place. And this is why a lot of people regret leaving relationships or staying or whatever, because they've been making decisions out of fear. And you got to come from a place where you feel you know, calm and loving, not from a place where you're full of fear-based emotions. It's just, it just doesn't work, right? Okay, so this brings us to my three-step process for figuring out if your relationship is unhealthy or not, okay? Are you stay really, or are you staying for the right reasons? To me, those questions are kind of the same. They might not be to you, but I realize I'm using them interchangeably, so I'm going to out myself right now about that. So you know, are you staying for the right reasons? Let's let's stick to that. But really, that means are you staying for healthy reasons or not? <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> so, all right. So the first thing, it, there's a step one. So three step process to this to to answering this question for yourself or these questions for yourself. And number one is going to sound antithetical, but it's what you have to do. You have to get into a better pe- feeling place first. I know. You're like, but I feel crappy and I'm trying to decide what to do about my crappy feelings. Yeah, nope. You got to actually feel better. You have to feel happier, uh, calmer, clearer, all those things to then make the choice. I don't know. I'll explain this a little more. But And that's in whatever you, no matter what else you do, no matter what decision you're trying to make, it's important to get yourself into a good feeling place first before you make decisions. Okay, any decision you make. Because when you're in that fear brain, you're not thinking effectively or coming up with creative solutions. 
right? That That's what's happening when you're in your fear brain. <laughs> you are shutting off access, by the way, we've talked about this before, when you're in your fear brain, you're shutting off access to your prefrontal cortex and where all your good thinking and problem solving is anyway. So as you're sitting in bad feelings um, and this anger and this resentment and this, oh, and you're going to write down that, I mean, that, mm, that, how are you going to make a healthy decision from that? You're, you're not going to. You've got to get into a better feeling place first. So you kind of open your brain up. Think of it that way. Your brain gets very closed when you're in fear-based feelings and uh, thoughts. So your brain becomes very narrow because it it's, you know, running from a, a bear. That's what your brain is doing. It, it sees it as a life and death situation. So it gets very narrow. If you're running from a bear, you don't think about all the great solutions. You're just running. You're, 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 you're fight, flight, or freeze, right? That's all you're doing. You're not, you know... Your the only job is to get away. It's not to sit and think, oh, what should I do? I wonder what should happen right now. You know, you can't pause. You have to go. And that's that impatience you feel to make a decision. That's the fear that's driving that. And again, not healthy. And there is one tool that is hands down the best when shifting yourself from this kind of yucky feeling place to a better one. And that is something called the next best feeling thought exercise. I go deep into that on another episode, which is called The Most Effective Way to Solve Any Problem. So you can search for that on the website. You can come to the, again, podcast page or the show notes, the relationship tips and tools page to this podcast episode, and you will find a link to that. But again, you can just do a search on this site, The Most Effective Way to Solve Any Problem. Um, and the next best feeling thought is is what it's all about. It helps you get into that a better feeling place. You're not going to be all, what do I always say? Can't get from shitty to giddy. You're not going to be all, woo, I love the relationship. Everything's great. You're just going to get into a place where you can think clearer is really what it is. You're going to get into a place where there's not so much fear driving you. And when you do the next best feeling thought, I'm going to, I say it a lot on that episode, but I'm going to say it here too. You aren't trying to make yourself feel better about the relationship. You're just trying to get yourself to feeling better, period, just of life. And that's what the next best feeling thought helps you do. And uh, I'm again, I'm not going to go into it here. It's I really, it's so important. It would be really wrong of me to to just throw it away right here because it's 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 something I use with all my clients. It's something I use myself all the time. It's probably the one tool I come back to again and again and again. I mean, I, it's just part of my daily life at this point. So I can't say enough how important it is to go listen. But overall, you know, if you go for a walk in nature, right? If you like nature, I hate nature, but <laughs> should they hate it? I, I'm not a nature gal. I'm a city gal. But if you like to go walk in nature, that will often put you in a better feeling frame, right? It will. Uh, just being out in the sunshine, uh, going to exercise, playing with your dog. So if you don't feel like going to do the next best feeling thought exercise, okay, I think you should, but you know, being bossy Jewish mother that I am, because it's so effective. But if you're just looking to just feel better and calmer, you know things to do that. If you meditate, go meditate. If you uh, listen to a guided visualization, uh, you know, do listen to one, watch one of my videos on YouTube that helps you feel inspired, uh, listen to a different episode that helps you feel excited or something. You just want to get yourself in, again, it's not about solving the problem in the relationship. That's not what you're doing. You're just getting yourself 
to a better feeling state. And when you do that, you open the brain up and you have more creative solutions and more problem solving that you can do. And that's really how you're going to be making this decision, right? That's where you're going to, how you're going to be getting to that. And now I'm going to give you the next thing to do. Step two, once you're in that better feeling place, I want you to identify your top three things. Okay. This is step two. And what I mean is, so here you are, you're feeling more calm, you're feeling calm. You don't have to, again, be feeling like, oh, my life is puppy dog tails and rainbows, but I do want you to be feeling a little more in a satisfied realm, maybe a little joyful isn't isn't bad, but you know, you're feeling solid, you're feeling content, you're feeling satisfied, you're okay, you feel at peace a bit right now. So that's where you do this. Now you're going to write down the top three things. I'm getting real granular on you. I'm giving so specific here because I love you so much. You're going to write down the top three things you need in a relationship that you want or need in your relationship. What are the top things you need to feel, you know, secure, safe, and loved, whatever those words are for you. And I, you're going to really give yourself a minute to, to just, you know, meditate on this question. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to do a formal meditation, but you're going to take a moment to really think, okay, what, you know, get centered, close your eyes. What do I need? What are the things that when they happen, I feel like I'm in a relationship for all the right reasons, that it just feels great. I'm so happy. I feel so in love. I feel so here. Think about when you have felt best in a relationship, what was there? It could be this relationship or another one. What was there? And again, If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't get, you know, if, if the answer is, well, we had plenty of money, that, that's not it. It's, you know, it might be when you close your eyes, you're like, oh, I felt really appreciated all the time, I, or I felt respected, or there was just always this feeling that um, this person really had my back. So those might be your top three things, respect or honesty. Maybe that's a thing. You know, there was a lot of honesty, a lot of transparency in the relationship, right? That 
um, had my back, you know, whatever these three things are, don't just, just three little phrases or words. Okay. So, and if you need more help identifying your top three things, I do have, um, you can check out my, uh, episode or post on how to identify your standards. So again, um, I'll link to it on the show notes page and I'll link to it, uh, you know, everywhere, but you can also do a search on the website for standard. If you, if you do a search for standards, it'll come up. And in that, I help you identify your standards and your expectations. And there's a worksheet that's really good. People have loved this worksheet. You can download the little worksheet and do that. And it'll really help you identify your standards. And because this is what we're talking about, right? These top three things. So, but I'm not done. I'm going to do something different. Then, so you're going to write down your top three things on a piece of paper. Then you're going to rate each thing on a scale of one to six, with one being I never get that or I never feel that way with my partner, and six being I get this all the time, I feel this way with my partner, you know, most of the time. Nothing's ever all the time. So most of the time, okay? That's what you're going to do. So you're going to write them down. Let's say that they were appreciation, respect, and honesty. Okay, I'm just, I'm making these up. And you're going to write down appreciation. So you're going to sit for a minute and think in my relationship overall, how, you know, how much do I feel appreciated by my partner? And one is kind of almost never. And a six is, you know, very consistently. A six is not perfection because no one's perfect. So get away from that. A six is if you feel it really a, a majority of the time. That's a six. That's that's only ever what you're going for. It's impossible to feel something 100%, you know, 10 out of 10. Don't even, that's not a six, okay? So think of that. Now, the benefit of using a one to six scale, you've heard me talk about this before, is that it makes you come down on one side or the other, right? You One, two, three is that somewhere in the more, you know, a little more of the negative of that, right? That you don't feel this thing very often, okay? You don't get it very often from your partner. And a four, five, six means, hey, it's there more than it's not there in some way, right? So then you're going to, so you're going to write down your little number. And then I want you to step back. And, and by the way, there's no three and a halves or whatever. You have to pick a side. That's why the one to six, it's a whole point. So don't get rid of the point of it. <laughs> pick a number. And then when you step back and look at how you scored, I want to see, you know, how do you feel? So so scores between 12 and 18 are telling you that you're mostly getting what you need, right? Scores from mostly getting what you need. From there, you want to ask yourself, if I'm getting mostly what I truly need, why am I having doubts about this, right? Relation why am I having doubts about this relationship? Why am I listening to Abby right now if I'm mostly getting what I need? Maybe you've gotten lost and you're focusing on the wrong things the things that aren't truly important, uh, what steps can you take to get your focus to a better place? You know, you got to ask yourself some different questions. If you score between three and nine, that means that these three things that for each of them, right, you score, you either gave it a one, a two, or a three, it's clear that your top three standards aren't being met a majority of the time, right? So what does that tell you? Mostly, I want you to be looking at yourself. How have you let your boundaries slide? I, you know, usually this is about our boundaries and allowing other people to treat us a certain way. And what can you do about it? What positive action steps could you take to make each, to make each standard a six, to make each thing you've written a six? How, what can you do? 
Again, don't think of what you can't do. Think of what you could do. What have you tried before? What worked and what hasn't? How could you maybe tweak something you've tried before to make it work this time? Maybe you tried something before, but you didn't do it long enough. I don't know. You know, really just brainstorm a bit. Get in, don't, I don't want this number to depress you or to make you feel, oh, it's all is lost. Of course not all is lost. That's craziness. And and if you've been listening to me even for a minute, you know I never think that way. So, uh, you know, get, get your head out of your ass and really think about what does this mean? And I'll tell you what I'm going to do now that I'm talking. I have a really great handout at the end about your motivations, which we're going to get to next, but I'm going to add this little quiz on there, okay? So if you want to come... And you can download this, which will have this little one to six quiz with your top standards and the numbers and everything kind of written out on one piece of paper because I love you so much. I'm going to stop after I finish the episode and go do that because <laughs> as I'm reading it, I'm realizing if you're listening in your car or somewhere, you're going to want to like have this all in one place to do. Um, and then what I'm going to talk about in step three is also going to be on there. So you're there's, oh, come on. Feel the love right now. Feel the love. Go, ooh, Abby loves me. <gasps> I feel her love. I feel her warm embrace. Okay, there you go. So, but that, again, this is all about information gathering. This is all about really understanding yourself. And because in, when you, okay, because if you're scoring between three and nine, if your score is somewhere in there, you really need to question your motivation. That's all I want you to do. You got to question your motivations if your score is in three or nine. Why am I in this relationship? <laughs> really should be your next question. And that brings us to step three. And really deciding whether or not your motivation is from love or fear. I know I talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time for a reason. Because it because it works. Because it's it. Because it'll change your life when you get this. When you really get this and apply it everywhere, changes your life all the friggin' time. <sighs> Let's talk about it. So you got to identify where your motivations are grounded, okay? That's, that's really key. And it, what do I say all the time? You can't base a love relationship on fear. You just can't do it. Well, you can, but you're going to end up with listening to my podcast. So fear has never, ever, ever, ever made a relationship better. Never, ever, ever. It just doesn't work that way. And if you're sitting there right now going, oh, no, it's good. If I put a little fear in my man, I make him a little jealous. That's good. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's like saying drinking makes your life better. You know, yeah, I guess, you know, occasionally having a little drink here and there. I, I, but is it really making your life better? Or are you just having a little more fun in a moment? It's not making your life better. It's, but it might be giving you more fun in a moment. That's okay. But the same thing with making your partner jealous. That's not making your relationship better. It's giving you this false sense of security in a moment because maybe your partner, you know, acts like, acts in a way I guess you're looking for, which I would never look for in a million years. I hate when Gary gets jealous. Like, he doesn't do that anymore at all. But in the beginning of our relationship, there was some jealousy sometimes. And I was like, this is a walkout thing. This is a deal breaker for me. You know, that I'm, I'm not having this at all. And I'm not jealous. It, it's not, you know, I've worked at this over the years, obviously. I used to be jealous when I was younger and get into all that. But as I've encompassed this love versus fear thing, boy, jealousy to me has zero place in my world. I, of course, have a wonderful episode about jealousy um, and how to stop being jealous. So you can go listen to that if you, if, if this jealousy thing is, is hitting a nerve. But so, and again, I've got a handout to help you identify your motivations, whether they're from love or fear. And again, I'm going to highly recommend you download it. But you can also just 
write down all the reasons you stay and then go back through and identify whether that's a fear-based reason or a reason based in love. You can do that. You know how now. You've been doing this so long with me, right? So if you're staying, you know, if you write, oh, the reasons that I stay, I stay because I'm worried that my partner will find someone new. I've heard this so many times and they'll be happy. And, you know, if, if we break up, they're going to find a new person. They're going to go be happy and I'm going to be miserable and alone. That is obviously very fear-based, right? This is not based on love. You're not staying with your partner because you love them and they inspire you every moment. You're staying with them out of fear. So that that's not cool, right? That's a fear-based reason. Um, a love-based reason, you stay because you feel like no matter what, you and your partner are a team and you have each other's backs. No matter what. At the end of the day, it's always there. That's love-based. It's not hard. It's not hard to do this. It's not hard. All you have to do really is sit for a minute and think about the thing and then see how you feel. And you'll notice if your energy goes down, that's fear-based. If it goes up, you know, if you feel about, oh, my partner has my back and we're always a team and you're thinking of an example of that, your energy is going to go up. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel inspired. You're going to feel lit up a bit, right? If you start thinking about how, oh, they're going to find someone else and I'm going to be alone and they're going to be all happy and I have to you know, I'm going to be setting up my fake account on IG and stalking them and it's going to suck. I'm going to see them all happy. You know, obviously you can feel the energy, very fear-based. It's not, there's nothing here for you. Uh, if you, if you make your lists and do the worksheets and you, you know, and do my little handouts and do all the things and you realize you're in a relationship based on fear, but you don't want to leave, I don't want you to panic. I just want to say that right now. It's it's okay. You're okay. I got you. I got your back. <laughs> it's going to happen, right? Because And you might even be listening to this already going, I know I stay out of fear. I know that this is not good or whatever. I don't know. Or maybe you're on the fence all the time about it. I don't want you to panic if you don't want to leave. It, it's okay. You Again, we're always progress. It's all about progressing. It's all about working on yourself. You know, you just, what you got now is information. You've got information. So, and let me give you another one. You might be staying in your relationship, and I'm going to give you a fear-based one that you might argue, but it is, it's fear-based. You might be staying because of your kids or financial security, okay? I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. I, again, you might be staying for these reasons, and they can be perfectly valid in your world. It's, it's, I get it. But they are fear-based You're because you're worried, right? Well, if I leave, I won't have money. If I leave, the children will be a mess and, I'll be, and I won't be able to see them every day. And it's, it's fear. It's fear. You're, you're afraid because none of that's necessarily true. You don't know what's true on the other side for sure. You think you do, but you don't. So who knows how it all work out? But, but I get it. It's okay. It's okay. I got you. You can, but your job is to find the love within this because, you, and that's working on yourself. I don't know what else to say. If you're like, I'm staying because of the kids, right, then you can't stay because of the kids and be miserable because that's hurting your children too. So I don't know what you think is so magical about staying, even if you're all miserable. I mean, there's plenty of people who've gotten divorced who have married parents. Like, what are you talking? You know, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not the thing. Or there's plenty of people who are very uh, uh, well-adjusted who have divorced parents. It, it, it's not a given that these things are going to happen. So if you're staying, if you decide you simply can't leave, because, you know, you don't want to split up your family, you fear what it would do to your kids and or your lifestyle. I get it. Wow, we're barely making it on the way we are now. How could we possibly have two homes? Okay. I, I just, 
I can't have that be at the center of the relationship. Your job is to figure out a way to be happy in your family, regardless, with your partner, regardless. Huh. Ha ha. Do you hear me? You, you just, I'm not, I'm not okay with you living this kind of life. I love you. This is sucks. No, you don't wait till the kids leave the house to be happier to leave. You don't, that's not, again, good for your kids. It's not good for you. By the way, I work with kids whose parents waited till they left to divorce and they're miserable about it. They were miserable all the years. They, I hear it all the time. My parents should have gotten divorced years earlier. I wish they had. It would have been easier. I hear it all the time from people who are in therapy, even though you stayed together. So so again, don't just stop that. Just just get real on why you're there. And so I want to I want to tell you how or a little bit more here. And you know, I've talked about Viktor Frankl before on the podcast. He's one of my heroes. He is the author of uh, man's search for meaning, if you haven't read it yet. Um, and he said, you know, he has this famous quote that when we're no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And to me, that's what's going on. And if you don't know who Viktor Frankl was, he, he was a, a psychiatrist from uh, Austria. He was a famous Holocaust survivor. And he spent his time in the camps trying to help people not kill themselves. He was helping his fellow prisoners find meaning and a reason to stay alive. His, his pregnant wife was killed, by the way. His parents, they were all killed in the camps. He, uh, he's, you know, in psychology, he's really famous. He later, he founded a um, school of psychotherapy called Logotherapy, which basically meet, their theory is that a search for our life's meaning is the central human motivational force. So, um, and you know, there's a really great article from The Atlantic that I love, um, I think it's called There's More to Life Than Being Happy. I will link to it on the show notes page and again in the Relationship Tips and Tools blog. So um, I will link to it in both places. It's such a good article. Victor Frankl's in it, but it's about this search for meaning versus happiness. It's really good. Anyway, so if you're in a situation that you feel can't be changed, right? He, this Victor Frankl couldn't leave the camps, you know? And, or, or, you know, you can't leave your relationship, even if you have sort of a negative motivation, you really, your question is, how can I change myself in a healthy, loving way so I can find happiness and peace? That's what you got to be asking now. Staying with fear as your motivation, it's, it's just not going to work. I, if it would work, I'd tell you to do it, but it's not. So it doesn't work because you don't work that way. You, you're going to end up feeling pretty crappy all the time and listening to my podcast all the time. So you know, how can you find another motivation? And, you know, maybe it's the challenge of finding yourself. Maybe that's the whole reason you're here. Maybe it's to dig deep in your spiritual life. Maybe it's to become a happier person without relying on anyone else to make you that way. Uh, you know, there could be a lot of reasons why that's there, right? It, it's really about how you look at it. I mean, I, I wrote a whole book called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing, <laughs> based on this very premise that, you can still be in a better way in this relationship. Again, the only things I'm going to tell you is that if you are in a relationship, let's take the most severe case where you are maybe being hurt, physically hurt, or you feel physically um, threatened or something, this is horrible, right? How are you going to, you know, I, I don't expect you to sit there and tell me, oh, I, I should be loving this guy. I'm not saying that. I am, but for some reason you don't feel like you can leave, which I really hope you would. But if you don't feel like you can, for whatever reason, I'm still going to ask you to dig deep and find a way to be 
happy for you, maybe not happy about this person, but happy with yourself that you feel okay. And a lot of the reason you're not is because you're staying, even though you know you should go. But doing the work, you know, we get to that decision. We're like, well, I'm not going, so I'm a piece of shit and I have low self-esteem and I can't do anything and what's wrong with me and I'm a loser and I can't make myself go. That, can you see how being in that place doesn't help you make good decisions? So you would still go do everything I just said here because you would go back to the next best feeling thought. You would go back to finding that place. From that place is where we find our inspiration, our motivation, our help, our next best step. Um, which isn't always all the way to leaving or something. Sometimes it's something on the way, but you have to have faith in yourself enough. If you're listening right now, you do. I love you. I'm here. So find that space to not necessarily be happy with the per, you know, the person, but finding a place to be happy with yourself in this space that you're in, in this circumstance you're in, because that will radiate and that will help you get to the next place. Okay. I hope I made that really, really clear. Okay. Most of you listening are not in that situation. You're in a different one, but you're staying for your reasons. You know, there's a lot of them that are based on low self-esteem and, you know, low confidence and all. And again, I got podcast episodes on all the things. So go listen. But I want to say to you right now, I don't, you keep going to the decision, the final decision to stay or go. But instead, If you do this first, I promise you, it will be easier to come to that decision. You're you're leaping too far. You're trying to run a marathon and you haven't even run to the end of the block. I need you to run to the end of the block. That's all I need. I need you to walk the end of the block if that's all it is. And that is by that next best feeling thought. That is by starting to feel better in your day-to-day about who you are and what you're doing. From there, again, your brain starts to open up. Possibilities happen. Options come to you. Opportunities. Your whole world will change. So stop beating yourself up about it and start just doing these little pieces of work in between. That's really, really what it's about. It's, you know, no matter what, it's, you just, you got to do the work. Because it's so imperative that you find a way to be satisfied and joyful despite your circumstances all the time. In the end, you know, whether you stay or go, I want it to be from love either way. So doing the work is, is it has to happen no matter what your final outcome is. I don't want you to leave and hate this person. That's not helpful. That's not going to help you in your next, you know, I say a lot, wherever you end this relationship, you'll begin your next because that happens a lot. People marry and get in relationships with the same kind of person over and over. I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I've, you know, every person I'm with cheats on me. Every person I'm with is jealous. Every person with I'm with doesn't appreciate me. Every, you know, and each relationship looks different when you get in, but then it goes back to a lot of these old same things. And it's because you haven't done the friggin' work. And I'm asking you to do the work. Okay. I'm asking you to do the work. I, I say this because you deserve to live a full life. I, I want you to have a life full of growth. What do I always tell you? That's the definition of success is a life of growth and joy. I could throw meaning in there. That's the definition of success. That's it. Growing as a person, not giving up on yourself anywhere along the way. You know, I had nine rehabs. I didn't give up on myself. I kept trying over and over. And it many times seemed like nothing was ever going to change. Of course it did. I've had that at other points in my life too. It's just, you know, I learned the stuff a long time ago and I just don't give up. 
I, and I, uh, not even that, I just understand that this is for my greater good. Whatever's happening is for my greater good somewhere. Life is happening for me, not to me. So how do I shift this? How do I think of it in that way so that I can grow to be the kind of person I want to be? And maybe being in this, in this relationship where you're not getting appreciated, let's say, or not feeling loved is for you to grow, to love yourself, to appreciate yourself, to find that for yourself, right? So if you can make it a priority to live a life full of growth, joy, and meaning, your answers are going to become clear. I'm telling you right now, you are not going to need me or anyone else to tell you how, if you should stay or if this relationship is healthy, are you here for the right reasons? That is how you find your clarity. You can't find clarity from that fear-based, overwhelmed mind. There is no clarity there. You got to come around the side. You got to come in the other way. And that's why I'm here. That's why we're doing our thing together. It's again, don't beat yourself up on the way. Don't regret. Don't look back and think, oh, why didn't I, whatever. No, it's, you're doing it now. What, there's some Chinese proverb, right? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Th that's just what it is. I think that's a Chinese proverb. I apologize if it's not, <laughs> but that's just what this is. Yeah. Would have been great. That, it, it, it's, it's great now. Well, let's do it now. Okay. That's it for today. Definitely come. I'm going to go fix that, uh, make the handout even better with all these things, with your little test and all the things. Definitely come get that. abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. Come on over. Come get, come on, get it. Uh, it's really going to help you. And I love having this conversation with you today. I love your questions. They really help me grow as a person. They really help me decide. Uh, what I'm doing and why, uh, which is always amazing and always, always growth, always giving me meaning and always giving me joy. There you go. It's right there. I love you. I adore you. I, I see good things for you. There is great love here for you. It's here. Just come on over. I want you to have it. All right. Have an amazing week and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymedcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.